did a Zoom webinar the other day with um, an Italian psychotherapist and it was on uh, relationships and how to connect to people and create healthy relationships. It was really good and explained a lot of stuff. One of the uh, concepts, uh, just because there was a lot, but I'm just going to talk about one of them, was about people who display people-pleasing behaviour, also called uh, fawning. Also, just doing this seminar made me realise how, for example, we fail to see how someone really is like, because we sort of project the image of what we want onto this person. But anyway, going back to the, to be honest, I just find it really difficult when people display this behaviour because I think I once used to be like that or a bit like that myself. And uh, like I said, it's also called fawning. And I looked at the word um, in the dictionary and it means displaying exaggerated flattery or affection. And actually the fawn is a young deer. I um, find this behaviour kind of repulsive now, even though I do understand why people do it. It's like a survival mechanism, but in the end, it becomes painful and hurtful towards oneself because one has to sacrifice their own needs and their own um, authenticity and emotional and spiritual growth. So as one gets closer to someone, and desperately wants to create and then keep this connection going. What happens is that we fail to see what the person is really like, but instead we project this image that we would like to see. It's a filter, it's just a filter that just gives you a temporary illusion that you are kind of achieved what you were looking for, but it unfortunately is not true. And it can create like a cognitive dissonance and one of the points made in this webinar was that the more we feel emotionally involved with someone, the, more, the closer we get and the more we lose clarity. We can't see, we, we can't really see what the person is like and we overlook the so-called red flags. And what I was talking about is one of the red flags is this people-pleasing form. So that's just something that I observe. and embraces the curiosity of many. Some of the writers that have been fascinated by the myth of Arethusa and Alpheus are Virgil, Ovid, John Milton and Alexander Pope. Arethusa was a nymph known for both her beauty and grace. Artemis, Apollo's twin sister and goddess of hunting, wild nature, childbirth and chastity, watched over Arethusa from a young age. Artemis corresponds to the goddess Diana, the goddess of hunting. Artemis taught Arethusa the ways of running and swimming, and Arethusa became so good at these disciplines she was unbeatable. One day, after having just finished a long run in the forest, she stopped to cool off in a stream of water. Noticing where the water led, she decided to take a swim and relax in a beautiful, intimate spring. All of a sudden, the sounds of the running water and nature stopped and silence fell upon her. Moments later, she was frightened by a whisper 
and she jumped out of the water to start her escape. The voice that followed her was the river god Alpheus. Suddenly, Arethusa found herself in front of a man who looked at her with eyes full of love. It was the river Alpheus that had assumed a human form to manifest itself to Arethusa and declare his love to her. Of course, perhaps he could have thought of one less traumatic statement, but the gods are like that, passionate, but to suddenly appear and disappear. It just sounds like the modern ghosting. Well, let's face it, some of us play these games in love. They are so-called the red flags, and the gods can be imagined as humans with magical powers. Arethusa did not reciprocate the feeling at all. She was not interested in this god. So Artemis, having learned the facts, tried to help the nymph by transforming her into a source and transported her to Sicily, and the Fonte Arethusa was born. But Alpheus, in love and desperate, asked Zeus for help, who, moved by the request, decided to turn Alpheus back into a river so that, sinking into the Ionian Sea, he could reach Ortigia. Finally, Arethusa, resigned, exhausted, in the end succumbed to the flattery Alpheus, and they still live together in Syracuse today. Both, in fact, re-emerged in Ortigia, Arethusa in the form of a spring, to which Alpheus unites its own enchanted waters, which have remained prodigiously free of salt. This myth um, raises a lot of questions, like some of um, other myths in uh, Ovid's Metamorphosis, for example, the one of Daphne. Both women like their freedom and independence, but they have it taken away by a god. This myth doesn't appear to me to be about love, but about being an object of love and lust. It's not a good thing to be desired by a god, and even worse, if you reject the advances of a god, you will have to face consequences. Arethusa escapes and is saved by the goddess Artemis, who transforms her into a spring. However, this is the very thing that Alpheus has control over as he's transformed back by Zeus into water himself. Imagery of nature, in particular the water element, defines the story. Look at this story as is the metamorphosis within one individual and as one part the feminine in this particular story is not a desire to be following the calling of a god and then the masculine part is the one who's experiencing unrequited love but in the end the water of emotion is flowing towards a sea and like a sea of love this is my own interpretation by the way this happened quite a while ago before covid and i'd like to think of this as a kind of metamorphosis a metamorphosis of every day, every day's life. One time I met this person who was very attractive, had a lot of ideas and a lot of knowledge, culture and knew about films. He wasn't from this country, he wasn't from the UK, he was from a different country. So I started to have feelings that were different from every day's feelings, feelings that 
I wasn't experiencing at the time. And so one night, I was travelling back home, but I boarded the wrong train. I was convinced it was the right train until I realised it was going in a different direction. So that night, it was dark and I ended up at another train station. I was kind of disoriented, but after that, things began to change. My life had metamorphosed from the inside and new images appeared that would eventually lead me onto a new path. 